right. I love that song. Take your Bibles this evening. Turn with me, if you would, to the Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21. It's good to see you here this evening. One of the things that um, my family miss, misses so much when we're away is you. We miss just being together with our church family. And it was no different this time. And uh, I didn't, don't think I verbalized it this time, but uh, we were hardly into Ohio. I think Ian had just uttered the words, hold your breath, after he saw the Ohio sign. We were heading into Ohio. And, uh, and I was already thinking about how I would miss you all in gathering together. I, I love to preach and teach the Word of God. That's true. I love God's Word. But um, there's just something wonderful about gathering together with God's people. And I'm so thankful that I've had that privilege of doing that my entire life. And my mom and dad uh, thought it necessary for the Ferguson family to gather together with the church. And I just loved it. I grew to love it. And uh, I hope you do, do as well. Proverbs chapter 21 is where we'll read from, and I hope you have a handout. You should have received a handout. If you don't have a handout, raise your hand. There's some ushers here who'll get that handout to you. Hope you brought a pen or a pencil, something to write with. Uh, William, do you have your pencil ready? No? Uh-oh. Oh, you got a pen. All right, good. All right, He's, Cindy, mom provided them with a pen. All right, so I uh, hope you have that. And there's also a study uh, for you to do. Not, we won't do it tonight. Hopefully you'll do it this week, and uh, it'll better help you understand this idea, this personality we're going to look at tonight, the personality of a scorner. Doesn't that sound optimistic and fun and enjoyable? Nothing like a scorner to make us have a good day. Um, we've studied already in our, in our study on personalities in Proverbs. We've looked at uh, two personalities already. Uh, can anybody remind me the two personalities we looked at? It's been a little while. The simple... And, uh, and then the who? The fool. All right. All right. And the simple, you remember the simple, if you were to ask them uh, about their direction in life, they might respond, uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. They're just kind of going with the flow. Remember, they're just kind of going with the flow. If you have a child who's a simple person, um, you need to be on guard, especially, you ought to be on guard about who your children are friends with anyway, but especially be on guard if you have a child who is simple. And remember, we noticed that all of us were born into this world simple, okay? And the, the danger for a child, especially a child, but an adult as well, who's simple, is that they just kind of get carried along with whatever group they're with. You put them with a group of wise people, you'll watch the simple person kind of rise to new heights. You might even think, in, think to yourself that they are themselves wise, but actually they're just following along. They're just going with the crowd. The crowd is going in the right direction. Um, but if, the, if you have a young person or if you're a simple person uh, and you're around fools or scorners, as we're going to learn about here tonight and next Sunday night, uh, it is very, very dangerous because your child, or if you're a simple person, you're going to go along with them and you'll reap what they reap. Um, and then the fool. You mentioned the fool. The fool, what was the, the motto or the, the saying of the fool? It was kind of, I think it was, uh, what do they know? What do they know? And, uh, and sometimes mom and dad get that look. What do you know? It's not like you've lived or anything. Or What do you know? Um, and that's, the, that's kind of the motto of the fool. And uh, the fool 
has said in his heart, there is no God. And uh, we looked at the consequences, and we looked at if you have a, if, if in the workplace, how should you respond if your employer is a fool? How should you respond if you are a fool? What if your child is a fool? And, uh, and, uh, and we looked at those things. Now we're in Proverbs chapter 21. I'm going to read one verse, and then we'll pray. Uh, but we're going to look at the scorner. And I believe that this, these personalities, there's a progression. The simple, the fool, the scorner. And it progressively gets worse, okay, as we go along. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 24. The Bible says, Proud and haughty scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. Before we pray, the scorner is somebody who interprets truth from his own perspective. Now, to a degree, we all determine what we believe from our perspective. Okay, But the scorner interprets truth. He determines what he believes is truth and what is not truth. He's the judge of truth from his perspective. And he might say something like, well, that's not how I see it. Well, that's what you believe, but that's not how I see it. And the reality is we all have opinions, but there is such a thing as truth. Absolute infallible, inerrant, the word of God, truth. There is such a thing as truth. And God's people and a child of God ought to approach the word of God, truth, with humility. Not with an air of pride or arrogance or as a judge uh, with this attitude of, well, that's, I don't agree with that. That's not how I see it. Uh, So truth is relative to the scorner, and really I should say it's whatever he thinks it is. And he's a leader. Let's pray together, and we'll get into our handout and into the Word of God tonight. Heavenly Father, help us, I pray, as we look at your Word. Thank you for it. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've given to us to live within us, to protect us and to guide us and to teach us, to comfort us. Father, I pray that you lead us into your truth tonight. Thank you for the privilege of opening your word and preaching it. Father, I pray that you'd bless this group, of be- this group of people, this congregation of people tonight for their willingness to, to seek you and your face through your word. Bless them, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Look again here at Proverbs 21 and verse 24, and I'm going to define a couple of words. Proud, which is simply an high, a high opinion of oneself. Proud and haughty. Haughty is pride too, but it's a little further down the road. Haughty has the idea of to to be disdainful, to have a disdain for others because they don't measure up to us. Uh, So you can see the pride in it. And literally the word haughty has the idea of contempt for others, to have contempt. For another individual. Proud and haughty scorner scorner is is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. And so we'll see this as we look at different verses in the Bible about a scorner, but they tend to be full of wrath. They tend to be uh, not just feisty, but angry. They tend to be angry at authority primarily, primarily at authority. Uh, Anybody who will follow them, they don't have a problem with them. 
It's anybody who opposes them, who tries to tell them, no, you can't do that. You need to do this. And when authority says that to a scorner, the scorner can't help but distort their face. And I'm not going to try to do it. Uh, But the word scorner actually means to make faces at. Isn't that great? Uh, I think it's great. And Mrs. Haskins, are you here? Yeah, there you are. Okay. You're a little too far back for me to see your face if we were to have have a fake face-making contest, okay? Uh, but uh, but we, we did that before, and, and uh, I, you, you won, I think. Anyway, we won't, we won't all make faces at one another, but Scorner has the idea to make faces at, to make faces at. Uh, so what's the slogan for a Scorner? I've given you slogans for the other two, simple, uh, well, I don't know. That's kind of where they're at. I don't know. What are we doing? I don't know. Just whatever you want to do. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Um, the fool says, uh, what do they know? And the scorner says, hey, I've got it all under control. I've got mom or dad. You go to your, your young person, your child, and they're a scorner. And you say, hey, have you done this? Hey, you need to do this. Hey, make sure you do these things. This is the way, this is the way it needs to be done. And the scorner, even in a child, the response is, Hey, I got it all under control. I already know how to do this. I got it. I got it. And, and I'll tell you, in my own life, I've played the simple, I've played the fool, and I've played the scorner. And we all have. Okay. The question is, are we characterized by being a scorner? Do we approach life with the attitude of, hey, I've got it under control. I got this. It, it, it really is a terrible way to live life. Now, I'm going to give you a definition for, uh, and it's a large definition, it's in your handout for a scorner. Uh, the definition for a scorner would be someone who not only rejects truth and counsel, but also ignores rebuke. Mocks judgment, that's discernment, and hates those who reprove him. We all ought to ask ourselves the question, are we a scorner? Is there an area of our life where we're a scorner? You know, you may not have a problem with authority in a certain, a certain authority, but you have a problem with another authority in your life. Um, are you a scorner? Look at the definition again. Someone who not only rejects truth and counsel, but also ignores rebuke, mocks judgment, and hates those who reprove him. Let's go on and read on in that. Someone who has hardened themselves to the point of delighting in scorning and refuses to go to the wise. The scorner is getting progressively hard in their attitude. Um, They're not simple anymore. They're not easily swayed one way or the other anymore. Uh, They're past the fool, I think, in living their life with an attitude like, there is no authority over me. I can do whatever I want in my life. They're they're even past that. They're hardening themselves to the point where they're delighting, they're enjoying, they're scorning, their mockery, their pride, their rebellion and pleasure, and they're refusing to go to the wise. You, You should ask yourself, we all should ask ourselves, and I did ask myself this this week, and I thought to myself, and I thought, am I... Um, Am I at a point in my life where I still seek wise counsel from godly individuals? 
We've enjoyed God's blessing in our lives. God gives grace to the humble, but he resisteth the proud. I don't want to, I, I have experienced that at times in my life, the resistance I think of God. I don't want to be a scorner. I don't, wanna, I don't want God resisting me. Life is challenging enough without God resisting us. The scorner has the idea of to interpret, interpret, to interpret. In other words, to interpret truth from his perspective, to make mouths at, and again, I'm so tempted to make faces at. In fact, let's do it just a little bit. I can't resist. But you think about it this way, and you think about it maybe with a young person, and mom and dad are giving them instruction, and, and they're rolling the eyes, you know, but it's even past the fool, but they're rolling the eyes, and they're sighing, and you know, their authority is giving them instruction, and their response is, I got this under control. Someone's like, get off my back. This is how I'm going to live my life. I know these are the rules of the job, but this is how I'm doing it, okay? You see? That's a scorner. It's a scorner. Um, if we have children who are scorners, as moms and dads, we really need to get on our knees and beg God for his mercy for our children. Because a scorner has already positioned themselves to be resisted by God. Again, James 4, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. A scorner is not in position to receive more of the grace of God. They're making mouths at. You might, uh, you might see it in a classroom. The teacher is trying to teach, and the scorner is responding to the, to the, to the teacher. Or maybe it's an authority, maybe it's a pastor burden in his class, in, or his Sunday school class, or his Wednesday night class, and he's giving instructions, saying, hey, this is what we're going to do, these are the rules, and a scorner responds to that. The non-scorner, the wise young person, he has no problem with the authority, no problem with the rules, no problem with the game, fall right into line, no problem, wise person, going to exalt authority, going to respect authority, going to respond obediently to authority, but the scorner doesn't. Boy, he just struggles with authority almost everywhere he turns. Struggle with mom and dad, going to struggle with teachers, going to struggle with pastoral authority. They're going to struggle in the workplace. And to get away from authority, they're going to join the military. And they're going to struggle with authority there too. They struggle with authority. Um, The word scorner also has the idea of a teacher, a teacher. And they really, they view themselves as the authority in their life. There is no one higher than them. And they are the instructor. And by the way, The simple, especially you see this with young people, simple young people are drawn to the scorner. And you watch a scorner in a school setting, a scorner will have a following of people around them. He doesn't love them. He doesn't love them. He's using them. He loves it because they exalt him. They make him feel good. Um, But the scorner is, in his mind, fully in control of the situation. All right, what are some characteristics of a scorner? Gary, you might need to push a button there. I'll let you push him, okay? Roman numeral two, characteristics of a scorner. Letter A, they're proud and angry. Proud and angry. Do you like how that bounced in? I like that one. I like the ones that bounce in. Oh, wait. I... Yeah. Oh, did I do that? What is that? 
<laughs> I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> oh, all right. Letter A. Proud and angry. You're going to have to explain that to me later. <laughs> Proud and angry are your blanks. These are characteristics of a scorner. The scorner rejects instruction. They mock those who do not share their position. They'll, they'll, they'll normally mock the, the authority. Or they'll mock the simple. If a simple person tries to stand up and say, hey, I don't think we should do that. The scorner will mock them to put them back in, posi- back in their place. Okay. Some of us had friends who were scorners. And, and they, they did. They would mock. And maybe some of us mocked some people too to get them back in line. And some of us, I don't think a scorner knows ultimately what they're doing. It just is who they are. It's their character. So the scorner rejects instruction from authority, from the word of God. They mock those who do not share their position. They defend their behavior and position. And they react defensively and with hostility to those who challenge them. And again, it's defined as to make faces at. Wow, uh, an authority who stands up against a scorner. I mean, it's going to be a struggle. The the scorner is going to go to battle against the authority. It is is not a a battle that's easily won, okay, for authority. We'll look at that later on. Proverbs 21, 24 again says, Proud and haughty scorner is his name who dealeth in proud wrath. Tends to be a little angry. Proverbs 15 and verse 12 says, A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him. Neither will he go unto the wise. Look at that verse. I, I think I have it, out, uh, have it written out in your handout so you can see it. Proverbs fifteen twelve. A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him. You know that a wise person loves instruction? He seeks it. How many of us like to be told, or how many of us like to, it, to be brought to our attention that we're wrong about something? How, how many of us like that? You know, we don't by nature like it, but a wise man longs for it, doesn't it? Doesn't he? He longs for it. Please tell me. Please tell me there's a problem. Uh, don't let me just go on in life believing I'm okay when something's wrong. Please don't let me go like that. When we were on vacation, I got pulled over by the police out in Pennsylvania. And, uh, and I had my, my tag lights were out. I knew I had a tail light out already, but there's two tail lights in that side. So I had one working. I thought I was okay. And I went to change out the bulb before we left. And the whole inside of the socket had rotted out. So there was no bulb going to fix that. So I said, we're going anyway. You know, we left. Got out there. Still had one tail. I didn't know my tag lights were out. Well, that, that police officer pulled me over. That was exciting for our whole family, wasn't it? Yeah, it was exciting for the whole family. It was about 10 o'clock at night. We we're heading back to Grandma's house. And uh, he came up and, you know, looked at me. I gave him my stuff. And he said, you don't look like the guy I'm looking for. And, uh, and uh, he said, but I'm going to go run your, 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 your information just to make sure you're not a bad guy. And, and then I'd explain to the kids that I'm not a bad guy, and that's what the officer's <laughs> going to find out. You know, Cindy's laughing over there in the passenger seat. And I told her, I said, you know what? I said, if, if bad guys drive 06 Honda Odysseys with peeling paint, maybe I need to get you a new vehicle. If, if, if that's what bad guys are driving these days, I don't know. But we had a good laugh about it. But you know what? All the bulbs are fixed. 
Okay, they're all fixed now. But I didn't know my tag lights were out. Am I thankful? I mean, I wish he hadn't used his lights to tell me. He didn't, I guess he had to get me over, right, somehow. But I'm glad he told me. A wise person appreciates instruction and appreciate, appreciates information, but a scorner, uh, he, he, he loveth not one that reproveth him. Uh, neither will he go unto the wise. He's not going to seek wisdom. He knows it all already. Look at Proverbs 13 and verse 1. A wise son, this is in contrast to the verse I just read, a wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. Now, we got some, we got some boys in here, some men, men in the making, right? You as a young man, a boy, do you, look at that verse, are you a wise son and you hear your father's instruction? Do you like it when your dad gives you instruction? What is instruction? Instruction, instruction is, son, this is how you do it. That's good. Landon, do you like instruction from your father? I'm, of course you do. I'm going to look over here. Of course you do. And I won't call out anybody else. But you know what? As, there have been times in my life where my father might have said, Seth, this is how you do it. And I would have been like, I got it under control. What, who is that? Who was I? I was a scorner. I got it under control, Dad. Do I? Did I have it under control? I was alive. I was living. I didn't have it much under control. You know, when we have authority figures in our lives, yeah, some of you here teach. You have authority in your lives. How do you respond to your authority? Do you seek instruction from your authority? You ought to. You ought to. That's a, that's a characteristic of a wise person. A scorner won't receive instruction from his authority, from his father. And then you see the latter part of that verse, in verse 1 of chapter 13, a scorner heareth not rebuke. rebuke. When, when, you're, when you're told you're wrong, you're doing this the wrong way. This is the way you ought to do it. Um, how do you do it? I, I can remember almost cutting off my fingers with a circular saw. And uh, that was, by the grace of God, I still have those fingers. And I can remember my dad, we were working on something. I was just old enough to start using a circular saw. And, uh, and my dad was doing something, and he had told me what to do and what not to do. And I can remember feeling I was holding that board, and I ran my, the saw past, and I could feel the wind on my fingertips on the other side of that board. And I'm glad they're there, but I hadn't received my father's instruction. You know, our fathers can give a lot of, impart a lot of wisdom to us. Just tonight, talking to a, a gentleman in our church and just listening to him talk and just hearing the wisdom just flow out. And he wasn't trying to be wise. He just is. He just is wise. And just listening to him and hearing a godly man speak to me and listening to how he thinks, and why he does what he does, and how he honors those in his life. You know, I can learn from that. And you and I can learn from one another. And we can learn, we ought to learn from our authority. We ought to learn especially from the word of God and the spirit of God who lives within us. A, a, a scorner is proud and he's angry. He's proud and he's angry. Um, and, and I'll mention this before we move on. The most visible sign of humility is a willingness to submit to God. And it is impossible to submit to God and to not submit to our authority. It's impossible. You can't do it. Now, unless that authority is leading absolutely contrary to God, it's impossible 
to submit to God and rebel against your authority at the same time. You can't do it. You can't do it. And God resisteth the proud. And he gives grace to the humble. Letter B, characteristic, second characteristic I notice in the word of God is that the scorner lacks wisdom. The scorner lacks wisdom, letter B. Um, and, and really, he can't find it. <laughs> In some ways, he thinks he's looking for it. He's seeking it. He's heaping to himself knowledge to some degree, but he cannot find it. This is amazing to me. Why? Because he's looking in all the wrong places for wisdom. The scorner can't find it. Why? Because he won't receive correction. Look at Proverbs 14 and verse 6 there in your handout or in your Bibles. It says, a scorner seeketh wisdom. Now that's amazing to me. And findeth it not. But knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. The scorner seeketh wisdom. He looks for it. He wants to be wise. He wants to be a leader. He is a leader. It's not that he wants to fail in life. He wants to be successful. Uh, and he would define that, his own he would define what that is for himself. It's not that he wants to be a loser or a failure. He's not that he wants to suffer destruction. This guy wants to be successful. He wants the applause of people. He wants people to look at him and say, wow. Wow, that, there, that, he's the man right there. That's what a scorner longs for. And so he seeks wisdom, but he can't even find it because of his arrogance. Knowledge is easy to him that understandeth. Let her see, he causes contention and a snare to others. He causes contention and a snare to others. Um, contention it means to struggle to resist a person. And that person would be authority. Contention is a struggle to resist a person. If you have a, if you have a scorner in your family, there's contention. And what, what it's caused is they're continually resisting their authority. It's, it, and you as a parent might scratch your head and you talk to your spouse and you say, what is the problem? You know, this, I thought this was something he wanted to do. I thought this is the way he would want to do it. And, but just because I told him, could you please do it this way? Now he doesn't want to do it. It's like mind-boggling. Mind what is the problem? Well, he's a scorner. Don't, do not fall into the thinking that says uh, a young person cannot be a scorner. A young person can be a scorner. Now, the danger is if they're, if they're left to their, their scornful ways for a period of time, it becomes very, very difficult, almost impossible. The only reason I say I don't say impossible is because nothing is impossible with God. But all, almost impossible for that person, that, that person who's become a scorner, to turn away from it. It's almost impossible. And they will live their life with the attitude of, I got this under control. And they will marry that way. And they will work jobs that way. And they will carry their finances that way. And, and some of them, if they get into ministry, they will be in ministry that way. And they will cause damage to person after person after person, to their marriage, to their children, to their business, uh, to the ministry that they're a part of. 
They caused tremendous damage. They caused contention. The word contention could also be defined as a violent struggle to obtain something. And what they're looking to obtain is, I want to be in control. I want to be in control. So the scorner causes contention, and he's a snare, a snare to others. And why? Because of pride, a desire to defend their position. They'll try to gain followers, and they'll try to tear down those who threaten their pride or their behavior or their position. And again, that's authority. Who's the threat to the scorner? Not the simple. The simple are not a threat to the scorner. A wise person, if we're looking at a youth group perhaps, if you have a, a scorner in a youth group and you have a wise young person in a youth group, the scorner will go out of his way to try to tear down the wise. Uh, same could be true in a ch- within a church. Now, th- now, that ought not be the case. Should any child of God be a scorner? Yes or no? No, it shouldn't be that way. But is any, has there ever been a child of God who has fallen into pride? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Where we've thought more of ourselves than we ought to have thought. Yeah. So the scorner is a proud person. And, uh, and, and he's trying to tear down those who threaten their position. Proverbs 29 and verse 8 in your handout says, Scornful men bring a city into a snare. I think about, I think about our politicians who make decisions. You know? Um, whether it's local or at the state level or at the federal level, I hope they're wise people. Um, but I have a feeling there's some simpletons and some fools and some scorners and some slothful and some wise. I, there's probably a mixture of all. But here it actually says that a scorner, scorners or scornful men will lead an entire city into a snare. That could be a financial snare. That could be a, a war type of a snare. It could be a uh, uh, filthy entertainment type of a snare. It could, it's just a snare. It's something that uh, uh, strangles that city. But wise men turn away, uh, wise men turn away wrath. They don't, they don't fall into that. Uh, you could read about it, and there's a good illustration for this in Isaiah chapter 28, where the leadership of Jerusalem had led the entire city into a position where God was going to have to take a position against them. And it was the scornful men in Isaiah 28 who actually led the people of Israel and the people in Jerusalem into a position where God was going to have to address them. Some scornful men. Um, Let's move along. We need to continue to go. Proverbs 22 and verse 10 says, Cast out the scorner, and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. Now, if you're married to a scorner, you can't cast them out. Okay? You can't say, this is my proof text. I'm married to a scorner, pastor, and that's why I threw him out. You can't do that, okay? You're married to him. Uh, if you're a parent and you, you have a child who has a scorner for a friend, you can cast them out. Not physically, but you can cast them out. You can say to your child, you know what, hey, so-and-so is not a good influence on you. You're not allowed to hang around them. You're just not. And mom and dad, you would be right to do that. You'd be wise to do that. And you should do that. Do not underestimate the influence of a scorner. Are you following me? 
Because, because if, you're not follow, if you will not follow the instruction, and it's not mine, you see here in verse 22 and verse 10, or chapter 22 and verse 10, cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. You know, you might, be having, you might be finding that your child is rebelling against your authority, and it could be, well, I'm not blaming it all on a friend, okay? Your child bears some responsibility, but if your child, if you're allowing your child to hang around the scorner, the scorner is, by definition, a teacher. He makes faces. He mocks authority. He's teaching your child to mock you, to rebel against you. Okay? And your child is in a precarious situation because they have multiple teachers in their lives. Their parents, who are, they ought, children, you ought to be following and honoring your parents. But if your child is in the position between you as parents, who are the teachers in their lives, as well as a scorner, which is a friend who's a scorner, he also is a teacher. They're getting two different messages, two different uh, sources of instruction. And boy, they're coming apart at the seams. And as a parent, you need to protect your child. You need to, say, you need to draw some lines and have some standards and say, you know what, so-and-so is not a good influence. You can't hang around them. And you know what? The Bible says contention will cease. Contention will cease. All right, let's continue. Uh, letter D. Letter D. Uh, another characteristic of a scorner. He's an abomination to God and man. He's an abomination to God and man. You're in Proverbs. Look over to chapter 3, would you? Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 34. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 34. It says, Surely he, and that's God, scorneth the scorners. which is honoring someone or giving grace would be the opposite of scorning the scorner. In a very real way, a scorner is at war with his authority. He has declared war. And mom and dad, um, or if you're a teacher, or if you're an authority in a, in a workplace, um, and you have people working for you, and you just wonder what the problem is. You're trying to reason with this. You're trying to talk to them. You're treating them like an equal. You're, you're, you're imploring them. You're, you're uh, trying to reason with them. And Let's work this through, and it's going to be okay. It, listen, I know we disagree on a couple of things, and that's okay. I'm okay with disagreeing on a couple of things, but you know what? We're going the same direction, but this person just will not get with it. Why? Because their heart is not for you as their authority. They're a scorner. They're in rebellion against God, and it's showing because they're in rebellion against their authority, their God-given authority. And by the way, mom and dad, um, we, should, we should never lead our children to be in rebellion against authority. Sometimes, sometimes, there are going to be times, and some of you could speak to this better than I could by experience. My children are still young. Um, some of you as parents, you've, you, you've, there have been times in your life where some authorities in your children's lives, you really felt, you really believed in your heart that they were uh, wrong in their leadership of your child. They were asking something for, that was unreasonable. Um, they were disrespecting your child, perhaps. 
something like that. And, and there are some in this room, you could probably say, Seth, I've, I've seen that. And boy, it frustrated me as a parent. I felt they were disrespecting my child. And, but you know what, mom and dad, even when that happens, as long as it's not hurting your child, God will use it for their good. Don't fall into the trap. If you need to go into another room with, with your wife or your husband and, and get it off your chest and say, what is Mr. So-and-so thinking? I really think he's, he's wrong to say this to my son or to my daughter. I think they were wrong. In that. Well, you, you talk about that in private, mom and dad. Don't, don't dishonor and attack authority in front of your children. Because when we do, we're teaching our children to go ahead and just let off steam about their authority. And there will come a time, mom and dad, where your child lets off steam about you. And the worst part is, it's not that they let off steam about you or me, it's that they start letting off steam about God. And they start saying, in their heart, he doesn't have this right in my life. He can't expect this of me. Who does he think that he is? And where did that come from? It started on a personal level with just authority. And it's a challenge, isn't it, working for authority, isn't it? There are times we disagree with our authority. But the authority or the scorner is at war with their authority. Don't, 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 don't be a scorner. Uh, So he's an abomination to God. We saw that in verse 34 of Proverbs 3. But look over to Proverbs 24 and verse 9. 24 and verse 9. And we'll finish up here in the next few minutes. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 9. He's not only an abomination to God, but he's also an abomination to men. Proverbs 24 and verse 9. The thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. That is to make one sick. It's disgusting. You know, it's... Young people, be, be, be careful for this. You know, I'd spent a, about a year or two Riley, I'm not sure if you're in college yet. I think Rianne and Braden were home from college, and and I was talking to them, and uh, I don't know what comment was made, but I asked them. I said, "You think I'm cool, don't you?" And they both kind of looked at me, like, "Are you for real?" I said, "Come on, you think I'm cool, don't you?" And they were like, "No, <laughs> no, you know, I'm going to be 40 this year." You know, and I needed to be told that I wasn't cool anymore. You know, when we were younger, we wanted to be cool. Believe it or not, I wanted to be cool. I know it's hard to picture me being ever being cool. Somebody told me this week, they said, you were 16 once? And they were a teenager. You were 16 once? Like, they just couldn't believe that, you know? And I look at some of you and think the same thing, you know, like, you were young once? But you know what? All of us in this room, no matter how old we may look like to you, you know, at one point, we were cool, at least in our minds. At least in our minds. We, we wanted to be accepted. We, we thought we were something. The scorner is all about being cool. He wants to be the man. He wants everybody to look to him. He wants to be the leader. Don't fall, don't fall into the thinking that... 
don't, don't, find, don't make that your goal in life to pursue that. It is so empty and it is so vain. It's so empty. It doesn't, it doesn't yield great rewards. And ultimately, the Bible actually tells us here that there comes a point in time when even mankind looks at the scorner and, and is kind of disgusted. And it's kind of, it's almost, you know, it's just kind of disgusting the way they act. It really is. So not only in the eyes of God, but in the eyes of man. It ought to be repulsive to us too. Letter E, uh, the scorner is in bondage to sin. The scorner is in bondage to sin. And I'm going to ask you to turn to Isaiah chapter 28. It's not far. Turn or, take a right in your Bibles. It's not very far away. So I want you to see this verse. We're going to come back and read this passage later. I alluded to this chapter. We're not going to read the whole chapter. I'm just going to read one verse as we wrap up our study tonight. But I want you to know a characteristic of a scorner is that he's in bondage to sin. And that's letter E in your handout. He's literally, or figuratively I should say, he's wrapped in chains of sin because of his pride. And look at, look at it here in Isaiah 28 and verse 22. Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 22. It says, Now therefore, be ye not mockers. And that has the idea of being a scorner. Remember, make faces at. A scorner is, is a mocker. He says, don't, don't be mockers, lest your bands be made strong. For I have heard from the Lord God of hosts a consumption, even determined upon the whole earth. A consumption, which means complete destruction. He says, don't be a mocker. Don't be a scorner. Don't mock and ridicule authority. Don't laugh. Don't scoff. And by the way, some of us might be tempted to say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I've done it in the past. You know, the authorities doing something. They're going in a direction I don't like. And I got, I've had no problem in the past saying, I don't know what's going on here, but, uh, well, he'll figure it out. Okay, face. I had the face and everything, you know. I was teaching somebody else how they should think about my authority. And all, all in one, I'm being a scorner. So we might be tempted to say, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore. Can I go one step further than that? It's possible not to be a scorner on the outside, but to be a scorner on the inside. Don't be at odds with your authority. Don't be in rebellion against your authority. Your authority has been ordained by God. Think about that. God put him or her in the position of authority. God chose it. So for you to be upset with your authority is to be upset with God. Why don't you just come right out and say, why don't you just come right out and accuse God of making a mistake? Well, we would never do that. Well, then stop attacking the authority. Don't resist it. Uh, and, and not just on the outside, but don't do it on the inside. You know, when we're tempted to be frustrated with our authority, let's just get right with God right then and say, Lord, would you forgive me? I'm struggling with my authority. And God, I understand when I'm struggling with my authority, I'm struggling with you. That's actually where the struggle's at. Um, a scorner is in bondage to sin. And, and I, I love the descriptive words here of the Hebrew where it talks about, lest your bands be made strong. The more that a scorner or a mocker continues in their attitude, their character of being a scorner, the bands of sin wrap around them and they grow tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And what they actually thought was great fun, living life according to their design, actually begins to drown them. It's terrible. 
There's not a one of us in this room that would want anyone who's related to us, any of our children, to live a life like that and to look at them someday and think to ourselves, wow, their, their, their attitude is, hey, I got this under control, mom, I got this under control, dad. And actually, we're watching them, and the bands of sin are growing tighter and tighter and tighter around them. One more, letter F, the scorner hates the instruction and correction given by authority. And it's in your handout. You don't need to turn there. But in Proverbs chapter 9, in verse 8, he says, Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. You know, you may have some employees, and you go to them, and you give them instruction, and boy, they, they just struggle with you. Everything's a war. Uh, they, they resent you for even possibly inferring that maybe they hadn't handled that the best of ways. You didn't, even, you didn't even address it like it could have been addressed. You very graciously tiptoed. In fact, you're always tiptoeing around this individual because they're about to come unglued because you might, they might think that, uh, uh, that you don't agree with everything that they do. And so you tiptoe around them all the time. You know, a scorner hates reproof. He, in, he hates instruction, his authority, saying, hey, have you thought about doing it this way? Or even just, how about we go further than that? Hey, do it this way. But a wise man loves instruction. Hey, do you have any thoughts on how I ought to do this? Hey, young people, be a wise young man. Uh, Brendan, go to dad and say, hey, dad, how would you do this? I almost fell off the platform. How would you do this, Dad? Riley, go to Dad. Dad, what have you done in the past? Hmm. And then you've got to get over the faces. and You know what? Thank you, Dad. Uh, go to other wise men and wise women in the church. Uh, an emphasis has been made. Pastor Burden's made emphasis of this in different messages he's preached about how the younger is supposed to learn from the older within the church. There ought to be young moms who... You have relationships with older ladies in the church, and you say, hey, how did you do this? Did your child ever struggle with this? What'd you do? It's called wisdom. It's the opposite of being a scorner. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us, I pray, as we go from this place. Thank you for your word, for the, for the Proverbs that, that we've been reading here tonight.